Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it! My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there. Of course, keeping an eye on that weather that's coming through. Some strong storms possible later tonight. Lots of wind, maybe a tornado here and there. I was watching Marcus Paisley, uh, Wish TV meteorologist. He was doing a live Facebook thing from his, looks like his home office. And it does seem like central Indiana, there's a level of concern, but most of the stuff is going to be in, in southern Indiana. But we'll talk to Marcus coming up in about an hour to get the full details on exactly what we could expect right here in central Indy. But you know, those of you that, you know, this is a flamethrower signal hammer, so those of you in southern Indiana might might see some stuff. Some stuff. Storm stuff. And again, this is weather in Indiana. 70 degree weather today. Upper 60s, right around 70. High tomorrow, 38. Oh, wonderful. So, but the good news is, back up you know, upper 60s, maybe 70s by the weekend. Yeah, that low Wednesday is 27, Thursday 22, 29 Friday. Those are the lows. Highs in the 40s of the next few days. But like you said, 60s come towards the weekend. Bring it on, baby. And as my grandfather, Kenneth Hammer, would yep. always say, yes. if you don't like the weather in Indiana... Go to hell. <laughs> Allison, <laughs> I need a little mood music here. Oh, baby. Big night. What? It's a big night tonight. Are you game? Get the meat on the smoker. Get the beer on ice. Are you talking about IU? All my rowdy friends are coming over for the Michigan primary oh! tonight. Oh. It's primary night. Oh, I thought you were talking about the in IU Michigan. <laughs> yes, we do have the IU basketball game yes, here tonight. All right, okay. Pre-game beginning at 6 o'clock with John what, Herrick. That's not what you were talking about, though. No, no, the no. Michigan primary. Polls closing at 8 o'clock. Should have results after that. Uh, yeah. Fox News probably calling it for Donald Trump at about 8.01. Probably. Yeah. I mean, they, they do it funky in Michigan. There's like the, the election, then the delegates, then the prime. I, I don't know how it kind of works there, but there's there's a bunch of delegates available in Michigan for sure. 55 Michigan 55? delegates are available, and they're awarded in this hybrid majority method. Now, there's a bunch of these people that have dropped out that are still on the ballot in Michigan. So you've got Republicans and Democrats having their primary tonight. Uh, on the Republican side, yes, Trump and Nikki Haley are on the ballot, but also Chris Christie, Ron DeSantis, Asia Hutchinson, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Pastor Ryan Binkley. Oh, yeah, he's in Texas. Pastor Ryan also on the ballot in Michigan. Now, on the Dem side, you've got Biden along with Dean Phillips of Minnesota. Also, 
Marianne Williamson. Remember Marianne Williamson? Sorceress? The sorceress. She is still on the ballot for this primary in Michigan. So I'm wondering if you're going to see just disgruntled voters going up and saying, you know what? I don't like any of these candidates. I got an 80-year-old dude with dementia over here. I got a guy with like 90-plus criminal charges over here. Screw it. I'm voting for the sorceress and the pastor well, tonight. The, the representative Tlaib there out of Michigan, who uh, has does have a, a, a Muslim population there, especially in Dearborn, has told her constituents to vote basically none of the above, like Richard Pryor and Brewster's Millions. Right. Because And not because uh, of any Anything, any allegiance to Donald Trump or the Republicans, trust me, they don't like the way Biden's running things uh, in terms of his policy with Israel and Gaza. Now, keep in mind, Nikki Haley has already lost to none of the above earlier this year <laughs> right. during the Nevada <laughs> primary. None of these candidates oh, that's embarrassing. beat Nikki Haley earlier in the weird Nevada way they do things. There's a primary, there's a caucus, like Donald Trump wasn't a part of one, but Nikki Haley was, and she still didn't win. Without Donald Trump on the ballot, Nikki Haley still lost to, quote, None of these candidates. So the polling closes (laughs) at 8 tonight in Michigan. I anticipate results probably being called for both Donald Trump and Joe Biden probably around 8.05. At the latest. And we got uh, Idaho and Missouri, March 2nd. District of Columbia, March 3rd. North Dakota, March 4th. And then, ladies and gentlemen, Super Tuesday, where there's like 21 different states that are uh, having their primaries. So, to kind of get everybody in the mood for a little Michigan primary tonight, here is the ad campaign that the fine folks in Michigan have put out. You've probably heard it a million times. It's their Pure Michigan ad campaign. Every winter in Michigan feels like the first. That first ride down the hill. That first perfectly built snowman. That first snowball fight. And Michiganders can't help but have that first time feeling with winter. Because one day it's clear and sunny, and the next is a goddamn blizzard. (laughs) Their first touch of snow is so cold and blistering that it can kill a senior citizen in under two minutes. Oh! Their first sight of a salt truck occurs three weeks after the roads have already turned to ice. (laughs) And in Michigan, they all drive like it's their first winter, handling the roads at a top speed of four miles per hour. That is, except for the crazy bastards in their trucks and SUVs. Virgins, idiots, <laughs> pure Michigan. I think you could take a lot of the uh, yeah. messaging in that ad campaign and apply it here to Indianapolis. Yes, yes for sure. Tell me about this online poll for the funniest TV show. Oh, this is um, from Ranker.com. And you could take part in this poll uh, for the funniest TV shows of all time. As of right now, this one is leading at number one. Recognize that one, oh, that's you? the Office theme song. So the Office right now, and you can go vote. It's got like 5,570 votes. Oh, no, that's uh, Married with Children. Married with Children is now a 10. 
Um, but The Office is number one, funniest TV show of all time, followed right now by It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Looney Tunes in at number three. Seinfeld didn't make the top three. Uh, does it look like they made the top ten, which oh. is completely unacceptable. Wow. And uh, South Park is number five. I love South Park. Um... Let's see here. Other notables. Parks and Rec at number eight. Modern Family, number nine. Married with Children, 10. Family Guy, 11. Tom and Jerry, 12. And then Seinfeld at 13. I would I, I would say Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm both need to be top five. This isn't a secret. I have said this on this program before. I have never seen one episode of The Office. I knew what the theme song wow. was. I know who the characters are. Wow. People quote, you know, their stuff all the time. Yeah. But I've never sat down and watched a full episode of The Office. Oh, I loved it. Back when TiVo was a thing, <laughs> we used our TiVo all the time to uh, we TiVoed every week. Is there a show that everybody has loved? But you've never seen. Because I'm also like this with Game of Thrones. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, which is coming in at number two right now. Never seen it. Maybe maybe a clips of an episode here and there. Right. Uh, but I've never sat down and watched a full episode of it's, fun, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So hit us up on social media, at Hammer and Nigel. Facebook, Twitter, and we got the YouTube chat going. The cameras are in studio. We got the YouTube chat uh-huh. rolling. What's a show that everybody loves, everybody craps their pants about, yep. but you've never seen one episode of? For me, it's The Office... Uh, Nothing against it. I've just never seen it. How about this? I've never seen one episode of The Big Bang Theory. Really? See, I love The Big Bang Theory. Young Sheldon, yes. Watched that with my kiddo, but never seen The Big Bang Theory. I feel like after you binge watch Young Sheldon, you owe it to yourself to watch The Big Bang Theory afterwards. It's like a continuation of the story. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Crime, punishment, judges, legal stuff. I love this one. This is hilarious. Dateline Bloomington, Indiana. Dude was arrested last week after he tried to buy a Porsche from a dealership with a $78 million check. <laughs> he then refused to leave when his offer was rejected. He faces one count of criminal trespass, one count of disorderly conduct. He's also tried to do this at the Land Rover dealership. He tried to buy a Land Rover over there with a $12 million check. Oh, okay. <laughs> does it work? Is the check already filled out, or does he say, hey, I'm going to take that Porsche 911. Okay, sir, that'll be $160,000. And he goes, actually, you know what? I'm going to write you a $78 million check. <laughs> that may have been clue number one to the dealership <laughs> that this dude was full of crap. It was one of those giant fake checks that you win like at an Indianapolis fuel game if you hit the puck through the right if you, through the thing. Like the big get, checks golfers get when they win a yeah, tournament. Like in Happy Gilmore, right? Right. <laughs> $78 million. Reminds me of the old 
I think it was Jeff Foxworthy did a stand-up bit about this. Check? Well, hell yeah, I could write you a check. I thought you wanted money. <laughs> Let me write you a check right now. But again, that goes back to my original question. Was the check already filled out? Or did he say, may I please borrow a pen? And then wrote the figure, $78 million. Sir, I said it was only $160,000. Now $78 million. You keep the change. I might grab another one on my way out the door. I'm not sure. Now, I'm not too proud to admit that in my college days in an inebriated state, back when... The pizza delivery guys still accept a check as a payment. I don't think they do that anymore. I may have wrote a $1 million check to Pizza Hut. <laughs> did, did, he, did he notice right away, or was it? Uh, did he get back? I think to he just work. took the check, put it in his pocket, and like went back to the store, and I got a call the next day. Ah, there it is. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Hammer, uh, we've got a problem with your check. You're slightly overdrawn. To which I didn't remember writing the check. So that tells you the kind of state of mind I was in. Dateline Australia, an Australian photographer, has accused Taylor Swift's dad of punching him after Taylor was seen leaving some party. So Papa Swift... Papa Swift punched a guy? Yeah. Now, here's the thing that was going on. Papa Swift is kind of part of the entourage security team for his daughter. There had been some rumors that somebody was going to try to do something to Taylor, right? So Papa Swift is there. You know, he's got his head on a swivel. He's concerned for his daughter. And then one of these paparazzi guys takes a big umbrella out and, like, Hits him in the face with it by accident. Oh, boy. Big mistake. But Papa Swift didn't know. Hell, he thought this was part of the scheme to go after his daughter. So he starts going full Apollo Creed, clubber Lang on this dude. (laughs) Like Bob Barker punching Happy Gilmore. (laughs) And now they got the police involved here. Oh, yeah. He's under investigation. Actually, he's the one. Right. He's the one that's in hot water. So let me ask you this, Nige. You've got a daughter. Yeah. Let's say your beautiful daughter becomes a big pop star. Okay. And you're part of her entourage, right? Helps keep her grounded. She's leaving a club of some kind, and a paparazzi guy hits you in the face with an umbrella when you're already expecting shenanigans. Where is the rest of the security? I'm, I'm assuming Taylor Swift's security detail doesn't only involve her father. I mean, I'm sure she's right. pretty heavy. She, she's she's surrounded. I, it, it sounds like somebody wasn't doing their job. Right. No, of course, if something like that happened, I'd yeah, I'd go full throttle. I'm not yeah. mad at Papa Swift no, for wanting no, a little no, no, no. smoke here. You want the <laughs> you want a piece of me? <laughs> I want the whole thing going full Bob Barker on him. Dateline Canada. A police officer in Canada is being investigated after allegedly striking a pedestrian in a crosswalk, asking if they were hurt, then leaving the scene of the accident. Oh, no. The Toronto police say that the pedestrian was never hit and was not injured in the situation. So we got a big difference of opinion here. Here is the pedestrian who may or may not have been struck speaking out against the officer. Scared, a little shocked, um, and then kind of angry because as a pedestrian had the right of way, I realized how lucky I really was because he was going fast around that corner and he obviously saw me at the last second. These are the, the police officers that are supposed to protect us 
and just driving very carelessly. Yeah, not a good look. Now, the Toronto police said they did nothing to this woman. They said they didn't hit her at all. So I'm sure there's body cam footage and uh, camera footage from the car that, that could clear this up. Right. Yeah, if that happened and he did drive away, yeah, that sucks. Right. I mean, we're pro-law enforcement on this show, but if I get hit by a cop and he strikes off, right? come on. So what we've learned in the last couple of weeks you can't overreact to an acorn, and you can't hit people and drive away. Those are things that are frowned upon. Remind everybody the acorn story real quick. There was a suspect in the back of a police car somewhere. Yes. I can't remember the state. I think it's Florida. And the police officers, you know, they're standing outside. They're, you know, getting ready to take the suspect back to the station. An acorn fell from a tree, landed on the top of the car. <laughs> the cop car. They thought it was gunfire, gunfire, that the suspect had somehow gotten out and fired a weapon. <laughs> so they got their weapons out and just unloaded. unloaded. Somehow the dude lived, because these two police officers were the worst shots in the history of mankind. Yeah, and the police officer did resign, probably for the best. Maybe choose a different... Maybe police work isn't... You know what you what God intended for you. Can't get broken by an acorn. You just can't. It's the Hammer and Nigel show. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel show. Hello, my name is Nigel Jason Hammer. Right over there. Police in Delphi, of all places, are encouraging parents to take a look at your kids' phones. Pay attention to who your kids are talking to. This because of an encounter involving two teenage girls. Now, we're, we're not talking about the incident, the horrific murder of two innocent children and the trial underway of their accused killer, uh, Richard Allen, Abby, and Libby. This is something new, Hammer. Right. And when we say teenage girls here, we're talking about adults, though, 19 years old. And it sounds like there was a situation where somebody came up to Delphi to deliver some weed. No, no, no. The, the, the girls are 15 years old. Look at this. They're both 15 years old. The guy thought he, they were 19. Okay. Okay. I'm looking so at that wrong. So that's even, I mean, that's, that's scary. You're right. You're right. And especially in a place like Delphi. I mean, these girls meet up on Snapchat, and officers on the scene found the girls and this 24-year-old dude smoking weed. Right. Seemed like this was a drug deal. Basically, somebody came up and delivered weed, smoked some of the product with the teenage girls. But imagine these parents in the Delphi area here. They're already on edge. Yeah. I mean, it's been a number of years, but still, if you've got teenage daughters, of all things, in Delphi, you got to be a little on edge. And now you find out some dude is coming up. You know, he's the drug runner. He's the drug dealer. He's smoking weed with your 15-year-olds. His alibi is he thought they were 19. Again, just keep an eye on your kids, and it doesn't make you a bad parent if you want to go through their phone. Oh, well, we're doing that constantly at my house. And yeah. there's, we have software, computer software, and things like that as well. We know what they're doing. And sometimes your kids will fight you on it. Like, our youngest went through a phase where, well, you don't get to invade my privacy, to which I got to put my foot up his ass. <laughs> my foot is going to invade your ass if you don't let me invade your privacy, because you live in my house and I'm paying for everything. So we squashed that pretty darn quick, but all kids kind of go through that defiant phase at some point. 
But in situations like this, you got to fight that fight, man, and overrule it. Uh, we have an update on a story we shared yesterday. Remember the lunatic that burned himself to death in front of the Israeli embassy to show support for the Palestinians? Yeah, it was in D.C. Yeah. It was not only, he was a member of the armed, I think he was Air Force. Yes. Armed services, for sure. It was either Navy or Air Force, but self-immolation is what they call it. They did it as a a, a protest against the war against Gaza. Whatever. <laughs> he's dead. Um, and now he's being viewed as a martyr by oh, the, 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 the political left, the anti-Israel, the anti-Jew. Pro-Hamas. Uh, right. Cornell West. You know who this guy is, I think right? He's running for like a president too, isn't he? Yeah, Democrat. one of these, you know, off-party tickets. You've probably seen him on television. He's kind of an older guy, got a big split in his teeth, crazy he'll, hair. He'll go on Fox News and argue with those uh, talking heads once in a while. He and Leo Terrell have bumped heads a bunch of times. Yeah, uh, he is probably best known for being a professor at Princeton. He also taught at Yale and Harvard, the University of Paris. Crazy leftist, loves the Palestinians, might love Hamas. He's one of those guys. So he puts out this tweet in regards to this crazy sob that burned himself alive to show support for the Palestinians. Quote. Let us never forget the extraordinary courage and commitment of brother Aaron Bushnell, who died for truth and justice. I pray for his precious loved ones. Let us rededicate ourselves to genuine solidarity with the Palestinians undergoing genocide attacks in real time. Hashtag Aaron Bushnell. Hashtag free Palestine. Israelis that were brutally murdered in such horrific fashion on October 7th and almost immediately Palestinians pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas, were not only celebrating in the streets, but protesting Israel. So this guy, this these people truly are insane. It's a death cult. I mean, he, this guy was not mentally ill. No, he d- was not suicidal. He did not commit suicide. He committed an act of resistance. Oh, we're doing the is, resist thing again. Is this, th- this, is, okay. this is how some of these, I mean, it's all over Twitter. How dare you say he was mentally ill? Yeah, sorry. I got, I got news for you. You pour gasoline or whatever it was all over you and start chanting free Palestine, uh, you're mentally ill. You've got a death wish. And what's wild to me is all of these new activists that just started paying attention to this that are calling for ceasefire, ceasefire, ceasefire. Do you understand that... Before October 7th, there was a ceasefire in place. There was a ceasefire on October 6th. October 7th, one side violated that ceasefire. So you can clap your hands all you want about a ceasefire here, but who's to say that terrorists are going to abide by that? Hamas has expressed, quote, heartfelt condolences. He got a card from Hamas. (laughs) These are the same people that brutally raped and murdered and beheaded innocent uh, Israeli civilians on October 7th. Did they send like a planner, like for his like celebration of life? You know, the family gets it, opens it up. Sorry for your loss, sincerely, Hamas. Oh, (laughs) damn. (laughs) 
Ellison. <laughs> Let's do some vaccine oh, stuff. No. Pharmacies, antibodies, side effects, vaccine stuff. Your good friends, the good time party boys at the FDA, say that current COVID vaccines may need to be overhauled this winter (laughs) and updated every single year to keep up with the evolving strains of COVID. Kind of like the flu vaccines are are tinkered with every year. Right. Now, they're still recommending any American over the age of six months. I'm sorry, six months? Six months. Babies? Recommended for babies six months and older, despite pretty much every piece of evidence from every expert saying, really, only those 75 and older or those with pre-existing medical conditions are the ones that are really affected by COVID. The kids kids aren't affected by COVID. No. We knew that early on. They weren't vectors. They weren't uh, getting severely ill. We're talking about as a whole here. Don't tweet at us and say, I know know one kid that did this or that. We're talking about as a whole. kids that were affected did have comorbidities. For sure. I mean, both my kids had it. They cleared it within a day. Um, And they received no COVID-19 vaccination. So, um, yeah, I boy, I didn't even say. Did you take the flu vaccine this year? No, I usually do, but I did. I just didn't get around to it this year. Right. Um, it's like when I do take it, I get severely sick, and you know, I don't take it, nothing happens. Yeah, this plan to uh, keep giving you the COVID vaccine year after year, to me, just reeks of, man, we've really fallen off in terms of scaring the American public, and we need to get some money in here. So let's just tell everybody they got to get it every year, like the flu shot, to keep up with it. (laughs) Because, man, those big pharma cats... They were living the sweet life for a little while when everybody else was scared to hell of COVID and they were shoving this safe vaccine at you that did absolutely nothing. Safe and effective. (laughs) Joe Biden, Rachel Maddow telling you the vaccine prevents you from getting COVID. You're not going to get it. You ain't going to spread it. Just take the jab. Virus stops with every jab person. That was a couple years ago. So now they're trying to figure out how they can get some more money in. And they went to their old pals at the FDA and said, hey, how about this? What if we just tell everybody COVID evolves and you have to get this jab every single year? And we'll tell people six months and up. We'll try to get them young and vaxxed. How about that? Yeah, those, again, the United States is so far behind the, the the rest of the world in terms of who they even let get the COVID vaccine. Some places in Europe, you can't be under the age of 18 to uh, to get that vaccine. you got to be over the age, a certain age to get it. They don't give it to kids over in Europe. Because they actually pay attention to the science in other countries as to where here, big money, big pharma, politicians all have their hand in the cookie jar. But in honor of the FDA saying, hey, COVID's going to be around every single year, COVID ain't over. We have this classic Hammer and Nigel Records oh. tune. Results came in about a half past ten. I can't believe I got the virus again. Cause COVID ain't over. COVID ain't over. COVID ain't over. Call into my doctor, say I'm coming 
wife's best friend just changed the locks because their man came home with the monkey box. Oh, no! <laughs> it's not over. <laughs> Bravo! There it is. Okay. Hammer and Nigel Records. <laughs> COVID ain't over. Uh, yeah, that's going to be in my head for the rest of the day. COVID ain't over. <laughs> Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Let's play Rob Zombie or Rob Kendall. Please welcome <laughs> Rob Zombie. And now, time to play. Hey, this is Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie or... The Duke of Spendingburg, Todd Young. Rob Kendall? I like to talk about Brownsburg. Rob Zombie or Rob Kendall? <laughs> <laughs> James happened to be caller number nine. James, welcome to the Hammer and Nigel Show. James. How are you? James! <laughs> good, how are you? Good, man, real good. So, the tickets on the line here are Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper with some friends Saturday, August 31st at Ruoff. I'm going to give you a statement about someone. It will either be a statement about Rob Zombie or a statement about our very own Rob Kendall. You get two out of three. I'm going to give you these tickets, okay? Okay. All right. Rob Zombie or Rob Kendall? His music and lyrics are notable for their horror and sci-fi themes. Uh, Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. That is correct. <laughs> Get this one correct. We're going to give you the tickets. Rob Zombie or Rob Kendall, for years, his Twitter bio read, Tax Cutting Machine. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Kendall. Yeah! There we go! I'm in the back of my Dragula! Oh my god, we had this on like, we played this every hour at my X103 days. Dragula. I'm gonna say, which do you like better, this song from Rob Zombie Dragula or More Human Than Human from White Zombie when he was with White Zombie? I'm a Dragula guy. Dragula guy? I'm a Dragula guy. That's going old school. Yes. More Human Than Human with when he was with White Zombie. I think I'm going to go with more human than human. So, James, you know the drill, man. You won the tickets, so somebody has to drive. Somebody has to be the designated driver so you can enjoy the beverages at the show. That works. I think my uh, wife will be my designated driver. There you go. (laughs) Sounds good. Stay on the line. Allison will take care of you, okay? All right. Thank you. You got it. Nige, if you're looking for a reason to drink, always 83 years ago today, at the Oscars, the Academy Awards, best original song was When You Wish Upon a Star from Pinocchio, the Disney classic. Oh, that's sweet. So in honor of this, mm. let's go back in time, back when Donald Trump was active on Twitter. Yes. And we had celebrities reading his tweets. Yeah, I'm, I recall. We had When You Wish Upon a Star in the background as Snow White oh. read Donald Trump tweets. <laughs> Democrats are becoming the party of late-term abortion, high taxes, open borders, and crime. 
There's your reason to drink tonight. <laughs> Good Lord. Marcus Bailey joins us next. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock My name is Nigel. That's Jason Hammer right over there. Second time's a charm. Let's cross our fingers and see if we can get meteorologist Marcus Bailey up on the hotline. Do we have you, Marcus? Hello. What's up, guys? Yesterday, yesterday at this time, if you missed it, we were having some extreme technical difficulties with the phone line. So, Marcus, I was watching you on Facebook live earlier this afternoon, kind of breaking down what we can expect from what I saw. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I normally am. From what I saw, Central India. Join the club. (laughs) It's it's uh, people in Southern Indiana that are going to see some really inclement weather. We could see something maybe similar, maybe less uh, serious in central Indy? Did I get that right at all? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to throw caution to the wind because I think if anywhere in the state has the potential of seeing severe storms, and the way I'm seeing it right now is it's kind of in two waves. Um Most people are not going to see both, so it kind of depends on where you live. Um Northern Indiana, I think it's fair game anywhere, say, after 8 o'clock to around 1 a.m. So when I say northern Indiana, I'm, well, let's, just, let's use I-70 as a, as a boundary line. Northern half, uh, from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m., the threat here is going to be some of these little pop-up thunderstorms, pop-up supercells, right? They're not going to be well-organized. They're not, it's not going to be a big, long line. Um, but there may be some spin to those. They could rotate. And so Ooh. the threat there in that time frame could be a, a, a spin-up of a tornado. I think the stronger possibility of that's probably going to be up in northwestern Indiana and up around Chicago. But I don't want to rule it out here in the metro area. I also think hail is a big concern with any of those uh, supercells that would fire in that time frame. Um, and, and it could be rather large hail. You're talking maybe in two-inch diameter, so that's golf ball or maybe a little bit larger than that. So, so that's one part of the story. The other part is in the southern half of the state where we think storms are going to become uh, a little bit more about a line. And that would likely happen sometime after 10 o'clock through around 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. So that would be south of I-70. So the threats kind of differ. The time frame kind of differs uh, depending on where you're at. So, Marcus, as a fellow weather nerd here, yeah. I get a little jittery when I hear the hear you say supercell, because yeah. supercells are what you watch when you're a little concerned there may be some tornadic activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's correct. And so what we have, we got a, we got a massive cold front that's coming in that's going to create the line of storms, that second wave I just mentioned. So your concern is... Um, and this is any time of year, but it, it gets a little bit more highlighted because you don't need the juice in February that t- you would typically need in, say, the warmer months, all right? You know, late spring and into the summer. Um, we got plenty of it. You feel it, right? It's very warm. Um, so the, the, the worry is, is that you're going to get some of these what we would call discrete cells that, that fire up. They've got a lot of juice to kind of feed off of. And, again, I think it's probably going to be sometime after 8 p.m., they're not going to be real widespread. There's going to be a lot of areas that won't get touched by storms. Indy Metro could be one of those places, but it also could be one of the areas that, that may get a storm or two that gets to pop up. And so you get these discrete cells. That's, again, to your point, Hammer, that's when you can get the rotation. Uh, rotation doesn't always mean tornadoes. 
Um, you need a rotation to create tornadoes, uh, but uh, rotation can, you know, just mean very large structure, long-living, strong thunderstorms, heavy rain, gusty winds, large hail, which I think is probably maybe a higher threat than anything in the metro area for uh, this evening. But that's going to be that concern, as you mentioned, with those, those discrete supercells that could fire any time after 8 o'clock tonight. So tonight is the opening night of sectional play for yeah. Indiana high school basketball. There's a lot of fans going to gyms throughout the state of Indiana. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give folks that uh, might be heading home around 8, 8.30, maybe 9 o'clock tonight? Well, I just double-check your cell phone. Most of the smartphones nowadays have, um, if you go in your settings, you can get alerts. Um, they're, they're called WEA alerts, W-E-A. Um, and those are um, activated by the Weather Service, and they are based on your GPS location. Also, a lot of weather apps, I know ours is, uh, the StormTrack 8 app, based on GPS, will alert you if you are traveling around the state. So it doesn't have to be necessarily based on your home base, your home your school, your work, but exactly where you're located. So I'd have that on um, just because, again, I, like I said, I don't think there's going to be a widespread event, um, but these are going to be very isolated. It's impossible to gauge exactly who has a higher threat for that. I think northwestern Indiana may be a little bit better uh, chances for that. But, again, anywhere in the state is, is fair game for any of these severe storms. So I would say that's probably going to be your best – Best bet. Just make sure your wireless alerts are activated and ready to go. You should have that ready to go since we're getting ready to enter into severe season uh, anyway. So that that will be helpful if you're going to be out and about tonight. So again, some spots might not really see anything, but Mm -hmm. other areas, Marcus, could see some hail, some wind, even if it's not like tornado watches or tornado warnings. I mean, I remember last summer, just a little bit of wind could come through. Next thing you know, bada bing, bada boom, we don't have power for three days. That's right. That derecho that we had last summer. And and, and we try to convey that because, you know, tornadoes are always get the, the airtime, right? They're the, the sexy thing to talk about when it comes to weather. But damaging straight line winds uh, can impact many more people than, than a smaller tornado can. So you need to take those kind of warnings, especially if you're listening to us uh, south of Indianapolis, I think, where you have kind of a highlighted risk. Um, for maybe some winds that would exceed 70 miles per hour. Um, you need to take those kind of warnings seriously if we start getting some during the overnight hours because that, that could do a little bit of damage there. All right, before we let you go, again, Marcus Bailey, meteorologist for Wish TV. If somebody just now turned on the radio, mm-hmm. the brief timeline of yep. what to expect and based on where they live, what are we talking about here? Okay, so again, the, 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 the nuts and bolts timeline kind of comes in two waves. The first one, 8 p.m. to around 1 a.m. for central and northern Indiana. Uh, that would include the metro area. Isolated discrete supercells are possible, not widespread, but those could rotate hail and maybe some tornadoes there. After that, say anywhere between 10, 10 p.m. to around 3 a.m. for the southern half of the state, we expect a pretty strong line of storms, and that will be a damaging wind threat. There could be a few spin-ups of tornadoes as well. We should be completely clear of severe weather, guys, by around 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, and then it's just going to get a lot colder when you wake up for your Wednesday. Where can we find the latest, Marcus? You can hit me up on social media, Marcus Bailey Weather on Facebook and at Marcus Bailey on X and Instagram. And, of course, I'll be on early tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. at Wish TV. Marcus, you're the best. Thank you. Thanks, guys. I I saw this headline, and I just, I rolled my eyes, and it actually kind of made me mad. Wendy's, fast food restaurant. 
right? love Wendy's. They are introducing Uber-style surge pricing. You know what surge pricing is? No. Like, for example, Uber. You get a ride on the day of the Indy 500. You call an Uber. It's going to be more expensive than if you get a ride on some random Tuesday. Got it. You know what I mean? Surge pricing. It's it's, Some people call it price gouging, maybe. Maybe. So, now fast food restaurants are apparently going to do the same thing. Wendy's, the CEO, says they're planning to boost profits, as if things weren't already expensive enough there. And Wendy's is expensive. They're going to introduce these digital menu boards that basically have the capacity to display dynamic pricing that fluctuates throughout the day. So, for example, a Baconator may cost more during typical meal times, at, you know, less like like at five o'clock in the afternoon, or or at eleven o'clock at night on a Friday. That sucks. So you could be paying one price for a Baconator at ten thirty in the morning and paying completely more a different price, a more expensive price at from like two to six. I don't like that no, at all. No, that doesn't. That's that's not going to work. No, no. I need to know how much a Baconator is. Fat guys like me, we need to plan for this kind of stuff. (laughs) You can't be out here just changing the prices all willy-nilly. I'm saving up some cash. I got a little money stored away. You don't get to change the prices on me. What the hell? You want to improve profits? Improve the product. I used to like Wendy's. I haven't been there in a long... The last time I went to Wendy's, I spent way too much, and they left the fries out of the bag. Okay, so you're a jilted like, lover in this situation. Uh, like it was like a $17 order from one of my kids. That's kind of ridiculous. the norm now, man. That's it's, kind it's, of the thing. It's outrageous. Just wait till your kids become teenagers, and you're not ordering the kids' meals anymore. Get ready, Bal. You're in for an eye-opening experience, <laughs> because that price range sounds about right. And I do love Wendy's. You're right. It's a little expensive, but a Dave's Double, a Frosty, the Chili, <laughs> it's all good, man. It's real good, but don't be out here changing the prices on me depending on the time of the day. That sucks. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Hammer and Nigel presents. Is. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Is this anything? All right, let's rock and roll. Hammer, how do we play Is This Anything? I will run a couple different stories by you. You, Big Nige, you're going to break down all the information. You're going to give the masses a verdict. Is it anything or not? It's that simple. And we start with this. A North Carolina bus driver getting a lot of praise from the middle school that she drives for because she saved 28 students' lives when her bus caught on fire. Here's some of the audio from the 911 call along with the bus driver talking about the bus fire and ultimately rescuing the kids. The bus is in full flames and is near trees and apartments. Oh. Kind of when I popped the brake, that's when it was like more smoke. And then that's when I'm like, okay, we got to go. My kids are around my bus. They're normally calm anyway. So they just got up. I'm like, we got to move. And they're like, okay, Ms. D, we're going out the back or the front. I'm like, we're going out the back because <laughs> we can't go out the front. 
Miss D, Deanna Washington is her name. She's a true American hero. Uh, she deserves a monetary reward. I think the parents should put together some sort of GoFundMe for uh, Deanna, and uh, I would have no problems whatsoever. Maybe you know, buying a giant gift card or, or donating uh, to Deanna in some way, shape, or form for saving my kids on a bus that that was filling up with smoke. Right. This wasn't was, some small yeah. little fire. You know, like oh, maybe the engine or a tire caught fire. Yeah. This was a big blaze. Let's reward Deanna for her heroism because most of the stories involving school bus drivers we know and we've talked about, <laughs> we've heard over the past few months, they ain't heroes. <laughs> no. I'll give you a good example. This school bus driver is the complete opposite of the bus driver that actually quit in the middle of her route. I Do you hear me? Yes. My foot's gonna be so far up your. It's gonna dangle out your nose. I'm done with you. I'm gonna push back because I think she's a hero too. Do you really? I am team bus driver dealing with those awful, horrible kids that were doing just mean, bully yeah, things think, to her. I think the story was one of them was spraying perfume that she was allergic to. The bus driver. That's what you heard at the very beginning. No, I could smell it. And then they were putting thumbtacks in her seat. Right. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'll, I'll come around on that one. But okay, I'll give you another one. How about the drunk bus driver that got in trouble after the kids called 911? Hello, we just got off the bus, me and my friend, and on bus eight, our bus driver, Catherine, she was drunk. <laughs> yeah, mean, you're right funny. on that one. Okay. <laughs> you're right get on that, that one. To one. Me. So, uh, most of the bus drivers, heroes. Those two, I don't know. One could go either way. Yeah, one could go either way. Certainly not the telling drunk a little, bus but, driver. I mean, telling a little kid I'm going to shove my foot up your butt and it's going to dangle out your nose, though? Good. <laughs> Somebody needs to, because clearly the parents, the parents aren't doing aren't. it. I hope the bus driver had steel toe work boots on when she did it. <laughs> Is this anything? Med students at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine got a big surprise yesterday. Oh, yeah. Thanks to a billion-dollar donation, this is the news that they received in the auditorium. I'm happy to share with you that starting in August this year, the Albert Einstein College of Medicine will be tuition-free. Oh, wow. Joe Biden pay that off or what? <laughs> now, actually, what happened, the donation was given by uh, uh, somebody that was on the board at the college. Billion dollars. Could you imagine I, having that much money to where you could just donate a billion bucks? I would bucks? love to do that. Yeah, I would. I definitely, yes, this is something, and this is a way it should be done, not by Joe Biden signing illegal executive orders that get shot down by the courts. Right. Not giving, uh, not, not paying off college debt with uh, taxpayer money. Because I, this plan actually helps out those who were saving up their money, too. Yes. I, I'm totally okay with somebody donating a, as much money as possible to pay off college debt and, and tuition. Yeah, that that's the way to do it right there. So, earlier, we were talking about Wendy's thinking about changing the prices of their items depending on the time of the day. Yes. Well, check this out. An Ohio woman says that she was charged $1,000 for a Subway sandwich, <laughs> and she couldn't get groceries because her account 
had been overdrawn. Oh, man. Here she is breaking down what happened. No way, unless it's wrapped in gold and is from some other place. I would never pay $1,010 for a Subway sandwich. I'm just trying to make ends meet at this point in time. Stressed, overwhelmed. Um, I couldn't get groceries at one point because my, my account was negative. She got the money back, by the way. But yeah, uh, $1,000 for a Subway sandwich. I mean, they already cost an arm and a leg, too. I swear, you're not going into most of these places and... One sandwich, not including a drink or chips or anything like that. You're not walking out of there for for less than eleven bucks for a foot long. Uh, same with like Qdoba. Same with, uh, I mean, just name a place. Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. I like. Occasionally, I'll get the kiddos like um, you know some chicken nuggets and fries, the combo from McDonald's. I'll maybe order a QPC or something like that occasionally, you know, as a quarter pounder with cheese or mm-hmm. a little bit. I'm not normally, but once in a while. I mean, I'm not leaving there for for under seventeen dollars. And that's the way it's been for a while, and it's everywhere. It's It's burger places, sandwich shops, Mexican food, everywhere, man. And I know you sound like, and I'm the same way, old man yelling at Cloud, when I was growing up, it was $5 footlongs, and we had to walk (laughs) you know, up eight miles of stairs to get to our classroom. Five for five, Arby's uh, beef and cheddar. Remember those? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Arby's, by the way, this is the only silver lining of that awful Pacers game last night. <laughs> free Arby's curly fries if you went to the oh. game because a Raptors player missed two free throws in a row. No kidding. So Can't I know what it. I'm doing on my way home. <laughs> it's the Hammer and Nigel show. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel show. Keeping our eye on the weather this evening. Make sure you're weather aware. We'll have you covered here at 93 WIBC. Into the evening, late night hours. Marcus Bailey, meteorologist for Wish TV, joined us earlier. If you want to hear that podcast, go back to the Hammer and Nigel Show page at WIBC.com. Allison will have that up in just a little bit. But I think we've reached that time in the show where we need to check in with wheeling, dealing, hair sniffing, kiss stealing Joe Biden. I got hairy legs. If I'm elected, we're going to cure cancer. (laughs) The president has a big dick. So last night, the handlers of Joe Biden, the people pretending to be Joe Biden, decided to take actual Joe Biden and try to make him look alive. Try to make him look like a real boy, like Pinocchio. (laughs) Try to make him look coherent. And they thought they'd book him on the Seth Meyers late night talk show. Uh So, the handlers did what the handlers did. They gave Joe Biden a little shot of the go-go juice. They gave him a big fat shot in the ass and he comes out (laughs) and for two hours he's better than ever before. And they try to make him look as sane as possible on his television appearance with Seth Meyers on NBC. And right out of the gate, Nige, Seth Meyers asks Joe Biden about his 2024 agenda. Now, I can't stress that enough. 2024 agenda. 
Let's hear from Joe Biden. What do you would you want to do? What's your 2024 agenda? Because I feel like we live in such crazy times that that is one of the things I feel we hear less about. Look. The 2020 agenda is to finish the job. <laughs> Did I catch a 2020 agenda in there? He was asked about 2024, and he gave us 2020 right out of the gate. Uh, Joe Biden was then asked about the concerns regarding his age, and he says, now, wait a minute. Donald Trump, he's old, too, and he doesn't know his wife's name. And this isn't a gotcha show, but I do want to ask about it that says you are currently 81 years old. Who the hell told you that? Yeah. (laughs) That's classified. That's classified. All jokes aside, according to recent polling, this is a real concern for American voters. How do you address that concern going forward as you come up to the 2024 election? Well, a couple things. Number one, you got to take a look at the other guy. He's about as old as I am, but he can't remember his wife's name. Yeah. So you know what he's referencing there. Trump was on the stage recently, and he was thanking the people that were there with him, and he read a list of names off of a card, including his family members. And people like Rachel Maddow and CNN, look how senile Donald Trump is. He was talking about somebody else's wife, though, wasn't he? He he didn't mean to say what he did. He wasn't referencing Melania, was he? I think that was the big misconception. I'll have to go back and listen to that. And besides, who was Joe Biden to fire any shots off like that? Because I'm old enough to remember when he didn't notice the difference between his wife and his sister. It's my little sister, Valerie, and I'm Jill's husband. Oh, no, you switched on me. This is my wife. This is my sister. (laughs) So maybe just pump the brakes a little bit there, Joe. Um, Here is Joe Biden asked about the war between Israel and Hamas. And so there's a process underway that I think if we get that that temporary ceasefire, we're going to be able to move in a direction where we can change the dynamic and not have a two-state solution immediately, but a process to get to a two-state solution, a process to guarantee Israel's security and the independence of the Palestinians, but without them being able to, for example, invite in, uh, you know, another country to provide their defenses. There's ways to do this, and I don't have time to go into it now. But Because you don't know the plan. Someone else will have to come up with the plan, and I'm not sure the plan, Joe, is going to work. I'm interested in seeing what the ratings were like for Seth Meyers and Joe Biden being a guest, because national polling, Joe Biden's numbers are in the tank. He's not a popular guy. People say he's too old, and people disapprove of the job that he's doing. And so, why would you have a guy like that on a show? Like, but who's if you're Seth Meyers, though, what do you have to lose? Aren't you on at like twelve <laughs> thirty? True. <laughs> I mean, he probably did see an uptick in ratings because when was the last time we referenced Seth Meyers around here you on know, any I, talk show? I guess show? I wasn't even aware he was really still at a show. <laughs> right. Uh, he's been holding that twelve thirty spot down for a while, and his big guess. Yesterday was Joe Biden, who came out and talked about his 2020 agenda. Um, You know who's been doing a lot of the podcast and talk shows lately? Dr. Phil. You rotten bitch. (laughs) Dr. Phil has been a hot take machine lately. He's got like a book coming out and I believe some sort of new show or podcast or I think a network actually. So he's been he's been pimping that out pretty pretty heavily. So the other day we played the audio of when I think he went on with Joe Rogan and ripped yeah. these doctors and parents who agree to have 
you know, sex change surgery for very young children. You know, we're talking about kids. He kind of ripped them for that. Not kind of. He did. Yeah. Well, now Dr. Phil went on The View and he pointed out how school closures severely hurt children's mental health. I mean, during COVID? Yeah. Yeah. When they were locked out of school, it's pretty obvious that kids' education and social skills took a big step backwards. In some cases, it was worse than that, depending on their home environment. Yes. The awful wenches on The View tried to fight Dr. Phil about that. COVID hits 10 years later, and the same agencies that knew that are the agencies that shut down the schools for two years. Who does that? Who takes away the support system for these children? Who takes them away and shuts it down? And by the way, when they shut it down, they stopped the mandated reporters from being able to see children that were being abused and sexually molested, and in fact sent them home and abandoned them to their abusers yep. with no way to watch, and referrals dropped 50 to 60 percent. So There was also a yeah. pandemic yeah, going was, on, and they were trying to save They were trying to save kids' well. lives. <laughs> Remember, we know a lot of folks who died. Not the kids. This. So it wasn't, people weren't laying around each bond, but, well, you know what? We're lucky. Maybe we're lucky they didn't, because we kept them out of the 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 places that they could be sick because no one wanted to believe we had an issue. Are you saying no school children died of COVID? I'm saying it was the safest group. They were the less vulnerable group and they suffered and will suffer more from the mismanagement of COVID than they will from the exposure to COVID. And that's not an opinion. That's a fact. Did I hear actual applause yeah. from the View crowd of exactly. Dr. Phil so owning Anna Navarro? Those, those those women trying to defend school closures for two years. I mean, we all know that. We were just talking about this last hour. Kids didn't spread it. Kids, if they got it, they cleared it quick. And if they did get it, they were giving it to each other. It was most likely given to them by adults. The CDC, I don't know, depending on, you know, dying with COVID or from COVID, which is a big difference. One point one million sent from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty three, and most of those deaths are elderly people with severe comorbidities. Kids aged zero to seventeen over that time, it was less than than seventeen hundred. Again, those seventeen hundred had severe comorbidities and underlying conditions. It wasn't a thing for kids. Kids, luckily, here. Most of the schools in Indiana were back to school a few months later for that fall semester. There are some schools in blue cities that didn't go back for two years, and it had devastating effects. And Anna Navarro and Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar and the Good Time Party gals at The View think it was just fine to keep kids out of school that long. So good for Dr. Phil. And I can't believe he actually got applause for clapping back against those awful women. Uh, Speaking of Dr. Phil, how about great moments in Dr. Phil? history. Nigel, I have a feeling this is your favorite moment when the Cash Me Outside girl was getting mouthy <laughs> on his program. They never catch me. Ain't nobody gonna catch me. Because you're too streetwise? Yup. And all these hoes laughing like something funny. <laughs> She's talking about the audience. That they're laughing at her. Did you say the the, the hoes are laughing? Yeah. <laughs> so the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. <laughs> Catch you outside. <laughs> Did you say the the hoes are laughing? I confused 
<laughs> Dr. Phil, not knowing what in the hell this woman's talking about. Great moments in Dr. Phil history. Oh, great. Uh, we have a recurring segment we do from time to time called Deep Thoughts yes. with Dr. Phil. It's kind of inspired by an old Letterman bit back in the day, but since we're talking about Dr. Phil, let's break one out. And now, Deep Thoughts with Dr. Phil. Put some leaves in my mouth and set them on fire. Deep Thoughts <laughs> with Dr. Phil. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. My name. That's not my name. That's not my name. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Oh man, coming up after five o'clock. Biden goes to the border. What? Yeah, we'll fill you in here in just a few minutes. Did they tell him it was like a Matlock convention? (laughs) (laughs) Sir. Sir, we're going to a uh, Matlock convention. It just happens to be in uh, uh, Eagle Pass, Texas. <laughs> Actually, I think Trump's going to Eagle Pass. Biden is going. There's a, Trump and Biden are both going to the border. We'll fill you in here shortly. Ladies, do you have an old person name? <laughs> Allison, I want you to get involved in this, our producer. Allison. Old person's name. There's a mom on TikTok named Amber, and she's she's gone viral after her daughter told her that an old person that she has an old person's name. Here she is explaining. My daughter told me the name Ashley or Amanda or my name is Amber are old people names, and I never thought about it this way. But she's like, yeah, my teachers' names are Miss Erica, Miss Samantha. Whereas young people names like my daughter is Scarlett. There's Charlotte's. There's Olivia. There's Penelope's. There's Isabella's. There's Bella's. There's Ella's. <laughs> Those are young people names. For me, Ashley is always going to be like my friend from elementary. So it just seems like a kid name to me, but it's not Ashley. Amanda, Amber, all of these names are basically the new Margaret or Barbara. Yeah, I want to see a revival in this country of really, really old people's names. Like I don't I don't meet many young people named Ethel. True. Not enough Marthas in the world. Or or, or Gertrude. What about Allison? Is Allison considered an old person's name? I don't know. I don't really understand what she's saying. <laughs> oh, come on. I Some names she's... like Nigel just said and I just said. Yes. But... You associate them being with a different generation. Sure, like Gladys, Bertha, that I get. But Amber right. and Ashley, that seems very, uh, I don't know, common. Right. Well, As, I can't, look, mine's old English. I mean, for God's sake, my name is Nigel. That comes from like 18th your century special English. Category. Right. So I really don't have any room to talk. So is Jason old? Jason was a popular name for about a three to four year window in the late 70s, early 80s. Because so in my class like all through school there was like a million jasons sure right but i don't see that name too much anymore now let's go to back to this woman's name amber i don't associate amber with being an old woman's name at all if anything and mark Wahlberg brought this up in the movie ted it goes into another category she's a cashier no way that's awesome yeah. oh, you know well, what's her name white trash name yes <laughs> mandy no Marilyn. Nope. 
Brittany. Nope. Tiffany. Nope. Candace. All I'm right, speed round. Serious. I'm going to rattle off some names when I hit it, buzz it, okay? I will tell you. You got me? Yeah. All right, Brandy, Heather, Channing, Brianna, Amber, Sabrina, Melody, Dakota, Sierra, Bambi, Crystal, Samantha, Autumn, Ruby, Taylor, Tara, Tammy, Lauren, Charlene, Chantel, Courtney, Misty, Jenny, Krista, Mindy, Noel, Shelby, Trina, Reba, Cassandra, Nikki, Kelsey, Shauna, Jolene, Erling, Claudine, Savannah, Casey, Dolly, Kendra, Kali, Chloe, Devin, Emily, Luke, Becky? Nope. Wait, was it any one of those names with a Lynn after it? Yes. I got you. Okay. Brandy Lynn, Heather Lynn, Tammy Lynn. Ah! <laughs> I heard an Amber in there. I did too. I totally heard okay. an Amber in there. It's the Hammer and Nigel show. Hammer and Nigel. Do you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there. Thursday Hammer. President Biden's going to visit the border. On the border? The restaurant? <laughs> no, the actual southern border. He's, Get out of here. He's really? Gonna be, he's going to be in Browns, uh, Brownsville. And he's trying to hawk this passage of a, a garbage piece of crap bill passed by the Senate on border security that, that also includes, if you remember, a 5,000 per day limit on illegal alien apprehensions before the border closes. And a pathway to citizenship yeah. where... Lo and behold, these folks might have ballots in their hands in the next couple of years. Like, I hate when they say, this is a bipartisan bill on the border. It may be about the border, but the rest of the bill is a hunk of crap. And, and for for Joe Biden to criticize the House and Speaker of the House uh, for not putting this bill out there to be voted on is pretty disingenuous, especially since the House passed a bill, I think right around seven months ago, that the Senate even refuses. You know, uh, HR2. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Schumer refuses to bring that up for a vote. So shut up. Too little, too late. Biden. So Thursday, I would imagine Joe Biden's going to have all the attention to himself at the border where he can go down there, he can make his case, he'll have all of the media. I mean, he's going to own that spotlight, right? Well, no, because Donald Trump's going to be an Eagle Pass, which is a. <laughs> Huge hotspot, of course, he is. of border crossers there, and I, I just think, man, like, what is President Biden going to do when he gets down? Like, hey, I, I, I thought I told you to take down all this barbed wire, <laughs> right? right? Hey, what's going on here? The last I, time, if you remember, he went down to the quote border. It was basically just a big photo op. He had everybody, you know, like line the streets and did a drive by. You couldn't like get near anything actually happening at the border. And it was just a big waste of everybody's time. It was. I mean, well, I mean, the photo ops are what the Democrats and progressives are known for. What did. AOC do when she went down there when Trump was president. Oh, man. She put the red lipstick on. She put on the white suit and put those crocodile tears to work. Now, let's not act like Donald Trump's not going down there for kind of the same thing, right? The exact same day, the exact same time. Both of these guys, both candidates will be down at the border. Will anything be accomplished? 
Probably not. Well, Donald Trump has already said, I'm elected president and deportations happen immediately on a scale like you've never seen, which just by him saying that, it probably has an effect on the number of people right now willing to try to cross the border illegally and or the cartels operating. And to bring back the remain in Mexico policy. Which Joe Biden could do immediately. Right. Joe Biden could solve all this immediately. This is all deliberate. If Joe Biden wanted to, against everything the Democrats have told him, he could go back to some of those Trump-era policies that were actually working at the border, and then he could claim success. But he's not going to do that unless his poll numbers get so bad, so rock bottom, that he does something because he needs a win. Yeah, and it's the Republicans that he's accusing of, of playing politics <laughs> right. with the border. When he could immediately, with the snap of a finger, with the signature, with the stroke of a pen, like he undid uh, when he took office, like I think 93 strokes of the pen right? Uh, concerning the border, he could immediately fix it. And now it's easy for Joe Biden to be Mr. Billy Badass about the border because he's already got his millions and millions of folks across the border. And you know as well as I do, the plan is moving forward. They will try their damnedest to either get them a ballot, whether it's this election or next. And if these folks have kids, those kids are born in America. They're going to grow up in this country. They're going to vote Democrat moving forward. They're kind of playing the long game here. And listen, you got to tip your hat to them. You might not like it. But this is what the Democrats do. They stick together and they win. This is a win for the Democrats. No matter how much they act like they don't like what's happening, they love every single bit of it. And we had a little action on Fox News earlier. We had a little feud brewing here. Oh, really? This was uh, three people all kind of yelling at each other. (laughs) You had Kaylee McEnany, former White House press secretary under Donald Trump. Friend of the show. Yes. Harris Faulkner, who is a Fox News host, and their Democrat expert, Marie Harf. The topic was, whose fault is this border crisis? In the last month, Joe Biden has proposed the most, the strongest immigration bill that any Democrat in history has ever supported. Democrats and Republicans on Capitol Hill negotiated it together, and the far right wing of the Republican Party said, "No, no, no wait, let me finish." Dismantled Trump's immigration policy. Let me, Ninety-four okay, executive actions. Let me, let me finish what I'm saying. Pen? It's very easy. I have one here. I'll look to the president. Pick up the because pen. Take executive is, action. A girl is dead. Because it is so much more effective. Across the board, if we can get comprehensive immigration reform done Maybe in Congress. Maybe we can't wait that long. But, but Harris, why is it that, that Republicans have said they don't want to sign this because Donald Trump publicly well, told why them is it to? That Hold on. H.R. 2 was in the Senate in May of last year. What I They've say. had yeah. 80 What about meetings. the current bill? What They've about had, the current bill? No. Would you have an original bill? What about, about, about the current bill? That Senate, <laughs> that Senate Democrats wouldn't even look at. What about you the had 80 meetings. I love Harris Faulkner. Harris Faulkner doesn't get the attention she deserves for not putting up with crap. She has a low tolerance for crap, and I dig that about Harris Faulkner. I like that a great deal. And Uh, by the way, which they were talking about, I heard Kaylee McEnany say, 
Donald, uh, uh, Joe Biden signed these executive orders and now a woman is dead. She's talking about the college student in Georgia. Correct. But those kinds of murders have been going on. I mean, Kate's Law back in, uh, I believe, you know, San Francisco uh, in 2015, 2017. Bill O'Reilly was a big proponent of this thing. I mean, Kate, Kate Steinle was, was killed by an illegal immigrant that never should have been here. So this kind of thing has been going on for years. We have a Nancy Pelosi update, Nige, which means we need the official Nancy Pelosi music. Oh, said necessary. She's old. She's, She's a grandma. Come on. Pelosi did an interview with Sky News International. Sky News International is kind of like a worldwide news source. And old lady Pelosi says there needs to be an intervention into Donald Trump's mental health. Have an intervention into your mental health, your political viability. He's he's really grotesque, and it's really a shame. But uh, uh, he has ventured into the global scene by his chumminess with Putin. So for those of you scoring at home... I don't even know what she just said. Here, let me recap this for you. Well-renowned medical expert Nancy Pelosi says there needs to be an intervention into Donald Trump's mental health and then continues to put some baseless Russian conspiracy theory out there to an international audience. Okay. I think we're all on the same page. Yes, now I get it. Here's a little bit more from Nancy Pelosi. I'll get you, my pretty little dog, too. It's quite the interview she gave on Sky News. (laughs) Uh, According to a new study, Nige, (laughs) these are the five things that middle class won't be able to afford in five years. Oh. This is a study from Yahoo Finance. Five things middle class won't be able to afford in five years. Number one. Extended family vacations, especially trips overseas. Number two. Yeah, I mean, look, even taking a week off to go to the beach is hard for many families. In it this is. Country. Number two, new cars. Oh, and we're saying this now. Prices have gone up significantly in the past five years, and that trend doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime soon. Private school is number three rise in tuition going up because a lot of people view the public schools as a bit of a train wreck, depending on where you live. Yeah, but the rise in tuition is outpacing, you know, wage gains. Number four, enjoying retirement. People who retire oh, in the man. next five years, eh, you better start keeping that resume handy because Walmart might be hiring greeters and your ass might be in line because you're going to run out of money. Oh, man. Don't like hearing that. And number five, houses especially in cities and high-demand areas, it's harder to afford a home now more than ever. Unless, of course, you work with our friend Mark Deedle, who is the absolute best in the business. Hell yeah. And what separates Mark Deedle is the guarantee. Yeah. So contact Mark Deedle today. <laughs> Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Are you really okay? Are you okay? Everything's going to be okay. 
Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm pretty f***ing far from okay. <laughs> Are you okay with this? On the Hammer and Nigel show. Oh, yeah. boy. In Ohio, high school pepper sprayed a group of 11th grade students as a way to teach a lesson in law enforcement and consequences. The school said the students volunteered for the activity and their parents okayed it. The law enforcement officer would say, stop resisting, resist, resist, <laughs> stop resisting, please comply, and then pepper spray them in the face. Here's some audio. Stop resisting, please comply. Stop resisting, please comply. Stop resisting, please comply. Stop. Don't, don't open your mouth. Don't open your mouth. Stop resisting. Don't open your mouth. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? God! Uh, are you okay with this? Absolutely, 100%. What the hell? Well, this is kind of a throwback to the old Scared Straight program that a lot of schools and jails would do like in the 70s. But in this case, it was 11th grade students, so juniors in high school. They signed up for this. This wasn't like something they didn't know was coming. Their parents had to also double down and say, okay. Now, what they're hoping is that law enforcement hopes these kids tell their friends what happens if you don't comply and teaches them a valuable lesson. It sounded as if, and I'm going out on a limb here, it just sounded like they immediately regretted their decision to participate in this exercise. Do you think they'll comply <laughs> if they ever get arrested, though? I think they will. And on top of that, everybody seemed like they got what they wanted out of this. Because I saw a photo where all of these... Uh, juniors were together with those law enforcement okay. officers. They had a picture when they were done, and everybody's smiling. You know, they're laughing. This was a cool little program, and I'm hoping these kids tell their degenerate friends, hey, next time you ever get arrested, just comply. Because if you don't, let me tell you the hell that's coming your way. Well, I mean, that reaction sounded like somebody just showed them a, a, a nudie pic of the entire cast of The View. Oh, can I hear it one more time? <laughs> now that I've got that visual in my head, I mean, let's, uh, we'll let's just, see. Just uh, Whoopi Goldberg enjoying oh, Behar with their arms around each other Stop completely naked. Sunbathing. Oh. Maybe at a spa. Let's go, all right you're right it. we got it you're right okay are you okay with this wake forest upset duke in college basketball their fans stormed the court which seems pretty much par for the course for any college basketball game when they upset upset a big big team during the court storming wake forest fans injured a duke player though and now espn college basketball analyst jay billis suggesting 
arresting all fans that rush the court. And But the truth is, nothing's going to change now. We're going to talk about it, and it's going to go away, and nothing's going to change. And if they wanted to stop it, they could stop it tomorrow. Uh, the, the, the administrators will tell you that uh, security experts tell them that it's not, it's not a good idea to try to stop the court storming, that that could cause more problems than it would solve. But you don't have to stop the court storming. One time, all you have to do is once they're on the court, don't let them off. Just just say you're all detained and give them all citations or arrest them if you want to. And then court stormings will stop the next day. You shook your head there. Are you okay with Jay Billis, his idea of arresting court stormers? That's the dumbest thing that I've ever heard. No. Listen, if you want to have a serious conversation about storming the court, rushing onto the court after a big win, okay. Because what happened to the Duke kid, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. You know, he was just mobbed by the opposing fans. They bumped him, they hit his knee, and he had to get carted off. If you want to have a conversation about... You have to wait until the visiting team is off the court or you risk forfeiting the game. Something, I don't know. But you're not going to arrest 12,000 people on a court. So you're telling me, Jay Billis, that these folks that are just walking across the border, they get to run free, but a college kid celebrating Wake Forest knocking off your precious Duke Blue Devils, because that's where he played, they're going to go spend a couple hours in county. You're conflating illegal border crossers to people storming the court at a college basketball game. I'm not. Jay Billis is. He's the one that wants them arrested. I'm and just I, saying way, we've got more, you know, people that are warranting of arrest yeah, than college kids. And I think that is a rarity in terms of the Duke players' injury. Did the court stormers mean to hurt him? Or was, I don't did he know. just get in the way? But if you remember earlier in the year in women's basketball, Ohio State beat Iowa, and their fans stormed the court, and Caitlin Collins oh, got knocked down oh, to the ground wow. as well. So, again, I understand the need to have a conversation about how to do this while keeping everybody safe. Because it only takes like a drunk college kid like I was in his 20s to run on the court and punch somebody from the other team. Yep. Like, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often, but you're not going to arrest 11,000 people. I'm sure the campus security and the local police are in a real hurry to run over to Wake Forest <laughs> Basketball Arena and lock up 11,000, 12,000 people. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And he's an attorney. What a moron. All right. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. We're going to open up the phone lines. I like playing caller roulette. Caller roulette is where we turn it over to you. Whatever you want to talk about. 239-9393. If you want to rip on Nigel and I, if you want to talk about Joe Biden or Donald Trump or local elections, if you want to talk about how you'd like to take a shot with Allison, whatever you want. <laughs> 239-9393. Allison will get their name, and we're just going to go. I don't even want to find out what they want to talk about, Allison, until they come on the air, okay? Anything can happen. Anything goes. Just keep it radio clean, okay? You know where the line is. Allison, have the dump button ready, but call a roulette. Whatever you want to talk about, let it fly. 
239-9393. Your calls right after Harrison Silcox. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Yeah, Hammer, caller roulette. You've got the uh, you've got the calls lined up over there. Let's do it. So if you're on hold, remember the only rules are keep it brief and keep it clean. That's all we're asking here. Meredith, you are up first. Welcome to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Meredith, what do you want to talk about? I would like to talk about getting some Steve Winwood tickets. <laughs> well, you can go to Live Nation, Ticketmaster. I'm sure they can take care of you. Oh, I thought maybe you guys would. Didn't we give those away a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, Steve we Winwood? gave our allotment away already, Meredith. So. Uh, okay, well, that's what I wanted to talk about. You guys have a great night. Thank you, Meredith. Well, she shot her shot. I'm not yeah. mad at that. Not mad at that at all. Uh, Latasha, welcome to the Hammer and Nigel show. What do you want to talk about? Um, I want to talk about you guys need more representation from black conservatives. We listen to your show, but we need a little bit more diversity on WIBC. That would be great. Okay. Do you have uh, some suggestions? We're open to it. Absolutely. I don't know. You guys got to help me find other people. We are out there. If you want to bring me, that's great. But we need more representation. I appreciate Mr. Shabazz, but we need more people. Yep. Whitley Yates has been in here a couple times. We like Whitley. She's call a our, friend of the show. Yeah, and Latasha, call our show anytime. I mean, okay. we don't always solicit for calls calling. like this, but Allison answers the phone and, and, and um, you know, you can email us to hammerandnigelwibc.com. It seems like we answer those emails and relay those more than we do Twitter. Yeah, so. don't be a stranger, Latasha, for real. Okay, all right, I'll start calling. Thank you. Rob, you are up next. We're doing some caller roulette here. Rob, what do you want to talk about? Well, actually, I would like to say that uh, I agree with the previous caller that uh, you folks should absolutely pay attention to the uh, non-Caucasian hymns and hers that are favorites of your show. Um, Also, though, uh, I really want to send a thing out to Matt because I'm also in recovery and I Mm. absolutely love his take on all of that. Have you been listening to Matt Bear's podcast, Matt and Ryan's podcast? I have not, no, sir, but I am going to. Yeah, definitely check that out. Yeah. Matt, Supporting are you Sobriety is the name of the uh, podcast. Sobriety. And you can find that wherever podcasts are available and uh, follow, you know, Matt on social media and he'll put What's, that out there as well. You're, you say you're recovering? I am in recovery, but I don't do social media at all. Like none okay. of the face talk, whatever the f it is. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right, Allison, got that. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Those who are uh, listening on the stream, um, if the stream is working, I understand we're having some stream issues. You it's caught right. a little little word you're not allowed to say right there. That's all right. You know, we're having a conversation. See, this is why I love caller roulette. Anything goes. And Nigel and I have no idea what's on the other side of this phone bank. Roger, you're next up. Welcome to the Hammer and Nigel Show. I can't quit laughing after Rob. Hey, uh, can't follow that. I just wanted to say, Matt Bear, you rock. Hammer and Nigel, you guys are good, too, you know. 
Matt rocks. We're yeah, Hammer and Nigel. Yeah, you that's going to be the yeah. new shirt at our merch store. Hammer and Nigel. They're okay too. <laughs> yeah, they're okay too. And um, sitting in traffic, sitting here just listening to y'all as oh, I no. do every night. And I just can't get this vision out of my head. Is Hammer wearing his son's Velcro strap shoes today? That's all I want to ask. <laughs> You can show that to yes. your viewers. Now, I can't get my foot up here to this camera. I'm just telling you that right now. But Take your shoes off. T- take it off. Okay, hold on here. I'll take it off. And the answer to your question, Roger, is yes, he is. The purple... <laughs> Don't hate me, but it's a LeBron James Nike shoe. Oh, is that is it LeBron James? Oh, man. Yeah, that's even better. Double down, even. Now here's All the right. thing. Look, Matt. Here's the deal. <laughs> I uh, I did not go out and buy this for myself. This was my son's shoe from a number of years ago. My shoes, I wear them to the soles break off and that's what happened and i was too lazy to go buy a new pair yeah. so i told chris hey what shoes do you not wear anymore and i'll just take them and that's what we got right here the uh the lebron james purple nike shoe here um let's go to e buzz e buzz welcome to the hammer and nigel oh, show boy. what do you want to talk about e buzz Hey, man, you guys were giving away doobies a couple weeks ago. Can I have a few to take down to my van by the river? Thank you. E-Buzz. Doobies. 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 The word doobie really needs to be used more in today's vernacular. Like, everybody just says weed. Let's go smoke weed. I want to hear somebody say, we're going to go in the back and smoke a doobie. It's not even that anymore. It's like the edibles are the trend. They don't even mention weed. There's no oneies anymore. There's, there's <laughs> Nobody's no, making there's a no, bong yeah, out of a beer can, can anymore. Like there's no bongs anymore. It's all edibles. Boring. Uh, let's go to Marcus. Marcus, welcome to the Hammer and Nigel show. What do you want to talk about? Hey, guys, I got a really uh, question that I've been trying to get an answer for. If we're sending all the money and the ammunition to Ukraine, what are they using all that money for that we keep giving them? Well, that's a great question, and that's something we talk about all the time. Where's the oversight? Because the only thing that I ever oh, see are the weapons appearing on the black market that we provide them. There is no audit. There is no oversight. I mean, what's another $60 billion going to do? That's part of the why Joe Biden is going down to Mexico, or he's going down to the southern border, I believe, in Brownsville tomorrow, is to— Thursday. Is it? Or, I'm sorry, Thursday, is to push for— the house to to pass the the bill that would include some border security but it would also include funding for taiwan israel and 60 billion dollars for ukraine what's the, what's another 60 billion going to do so a fraction of the money goes to our border the bulk of it goes to ukraine while allowing 5000 illegal immigrants a day to pass through before they shut down the border and taking care of the pensions for Ukrainian workers. Meanwhile, in our country, we've got veterans who are asleep on the street. Makes perfect sense, right? Oh, it makes me sick. Carter, welcome to the Hammer and Nigel show. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, not not as important of a question as, uh, uh, you know, Ukraine and what that money is going towards, but... I always like to know, you know, are there any discontinued items or menu items, you know, products from the past that you guys, you know, wish uh, were brought back? Oh, discontinued items. Uh, listen, I, mean? I don't know what he's talking about. 
stuff that's not around anymore that you wish were. And I'm going to give you a big answer here. Ponderosa Steakhouse. (laughs) You guys know how I feel about Ponderosa Steakhouse. When it closed down in Beach Grove, I felt like a family member had passed away. I used to love that. Used to go there after all my ball games when I played in high school. You know, my parents and grandparents, we'd all go out to eat after games. And that place was around for a while and COVID killed it off. Buffets had a hard time during COVID, man. But that place always did business. It's a new seafood restaurant now. I think it's a juicy seafood. But if you're asking me what I could bring back from back in the day, number one with a bullet, Ponderosa Steakhouse. How about uh, bringing back steak and ale? Oh. West 38th Street, baby, near Lafayette Road. And while we're at it, bring back Mountain Jacks as well. Got it. We got time for one more here. Let's go to uh, Dale, who's been waiting. Dale, welcome to the Hammer and Nigel show. What do you want to talk about? I want a job with you guys. I mean, if you guys can be on the radio, why can't I? You're not wrong. I mean, I'm not. (laughs) If you're expecting some sort of pushback from us, you're probably not going to get it. What do you want to do? Oh, just talk about BS, just like you guys do. <laughs> I mean, you guys got some good stories, but... What do you do uh, for a living? Currently. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a security specialist. Okay. Is that like a private eye, or are you doing, like, corporate stuff? Uh, whatever company is going to hire me for the day. It, it's, a, it's pretty good. All right, so here, I'll tell you what, Dale, this is your audition right here. Entertain us. You've got 20 seconds to tell something witty, something that would, you know, captivate an audience. Set the clock, 20 seconds. Dale, this is your audition. Go. Little boy blue, he needed the money. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Thank you, Dale. And this is how you play caller roulette on the Hammer and Nigel show. One, two, three, let's go. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel show. IU basketball coming up after 6 o'clock. Pre-game starts at 6 with John Herrick. Uh, what, um, it's Wisconsin in Bloomington? Yes. Wisconsin, yeah. kind of on the struggle bus on the road. But then again, Indiana, they've lost 8 out of 10 overall. <laughs> so, well, pre-game starts at 6, tip-off 7 down uh, in B-Town. It looks like IU 3.5 point underdogs. That's gone down a little bit. It was at four a little bit earlier. I'm looking at some team totals here. Wisconsin and Indiana, their team totals. Not quite sure where I'm leaning yet. I might put something out on social media here in just a little bit. Um, You don't normally hear about the good aspects of artificial intelligence, (laughs) AI. Well, like Google AI, they put out their version of George Washington. It was a a black guy. (laughs) Right. Founding father. Um, It's not accurate. Our friends from England, they've got a new study that says AI could finally usher in a four-day work week where you get paid for five days of work. 
Check this out. Researchers found that 29% of organizations with four-day work weeks use AI extensively in some capacity in their operations. Implementing AI tools such as ChatGPT, as well as other ways to do some operations, comparison to 8% of a five-day workweek organizations, the four-day work weeks are way more efficient. Mm. So if you're okay. somebody that can put it all together, figure out a way for AI to work for you, some of these companies are rewarding you with paying you for five days, getting five days worth of production, but only a four-day work week. So I know that's not for everybody's line of work. I don't think trash guys are going to find you know an AI way to work four days, but you never know. So here to break down his thoughts on AI making the work week one day shorter, here is AI Joe Biden. Hey, all of you lazy sacks of crap. This is Joe Biden's husband, Joe Biden. AI technology would mean, uh, you know, baseball, four days of work, and uh, one day of, you know, anyway. AI Joe Biden talking about a four-day work week there, Nige. We'll be back tomorrow right at 3 o'clock.